over the top was sumptuous, and Sanchez's skills were sublime. Oh, Rodman! Rodman! The number two pick scores for the Spirit! And the Welcome to another episode of Hey Spirits. I am Andre Carlisle here with Joe. And also, she's here. She's there. She's every fucking where. She's on the podcast. Sam Staub, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Really, really excited to talk to you. Thank you for your time. We should just jump jump right in, I think. So the big news, of course, has been the most consecutive starts record. I know you've talked about it a bit, so I don't really want to like ask you repeat questions. But I think my specific questions are... How sore are you and do you need a nap? <laughs> um, I would say I'm I'm doing okay. I'm ready for the game on Saturday against San Diego. So I'm good. I'm ready to go and keep uh, extending the streak. <laughs> I love that. So I am going to ask kind of like the basic question because I think we're all just kind of amazed by this record. Um, it, it's one of those weird things that kind of sneaks up on you where all of a sudden it's like, oh, this happened. But Given the NWSL, how the physical the league is and everything, just like, how do you, like, I guess is your process, like, what do you attribute the fact to that you've gotten to this record? That's a terribly phrased question, but I think you know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think it's just kind of like always been my mentality to just like want to play. I I play soccer because I really enjoy it. Um, And I've, throughout my whole career, even when I was younger, like when I was a little kid, like playing soccer with my friends to like, club to college I haven't really missed like really any games too much so it's just kind of always been my thing to be like okay like let's just get up and go let's do the next one like get recovered do what you need to and then once like the whistle blows it's time to just like get it done like now it's my job so like I really do just have to go out there and get my job done for the day so that's kind of just how I really approach it it's nothing too like science-based or anything like that it's just kind of like this mentality of this persona that I put on and just kind of go and do yeah. So I, th- I think one of the things that I find fascinating about it is that like injuries in the NWSL seem to be, especially in the in the before days, before staffs were really built out and people were on like training regiments, things like these injuries would happen. And it doesn't, at least from external, you know, covering the team for a few years, it doesn't seem like you've been playing through a bunch of injuries that we've known about specifically and we haven't really seen anything. So just like in terms of your style of play, is it something you're cognizant of or is it just like, I just go out there and do what I do? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you kind of touched on this. It's like the staffs are built out now or like trainings are very like regimented. I think that really helps with like keeping people like injury free and stuff like that. And I think I've definitely really benefited from that. Um, I also just think, yeah, it's kind of like you also said, it's, I just get up and kind of just have to go get the job done too. And I've been blessed to not have too many injuries. And I think I kind of have like a regimen that also works for me separate of like what the staff thinks. So just sticking to that has really kept me going. All right. And okay. So now I'll I'll move away from that because I know you're probably (laughs) tired of answering those questions, but I do still have specific questions about this season and the way that it's going. It's a new system new coach think of what how many coaches in the past two three years quite a few so a new system in playing a 4-4-2 which is a little different and interesting um how are you first of all like how are you settling into like the back line as a whole and then into the system as a whole yeah I mean it's been really exciting all the changes that we've had they're all um 
upgrades, I'd say. Um, I, it's been a bit of a journey, but I think we're kind of like over the really tough peak and now we're kind of settling into it. Um, 442 is different. We haven't played that. I think we played it my rookie year, like a few games, we would transition into it, but it'll be, it is exciting. Um, the type of style of play that we want to get into, like a more possession based, but like with attack and with like a really attacking mindset, I think that formation will be helpful for us. But um, I think we haven't hit our peak yet, but we're getting there. And I think it's really exciting. Given how last season went, not to bring up a touchy subject, mm-hmm. with the draws that we've seen so far this season and how frustrating it can be to watch them as a fan, do you have a different perspective as a player? Um, a different perspective from last season or a different perspective on like draws? Both. I'm okay. interested to hear both. Um, Draws, I don't think that as a player, we have a different perspective. Um, They're frustrating, especially when it's weird because sometimes draws feel like losses. Sometimes they feel like wins. Unfortunately, all of our draws have felt like losses. But at the end of the day, we aren't losing, which is a good thing. So I think at the start of the season, it's like trying to be positive with that. But like knowing we do have to be better and do better. Um, Yeah, I think right now it's optimism considering we haven't lost yet but once if it continues the way that we have where we aren't getting results when we feel like we should be then that's when we're really going to have to like start to get more frustrated and kind of do like a deeper dive into why that's happening which we never really did last year um which is why it got worse and worse But that's not going to happen this year. <laughs> but off the top of your head, do you, do you feel like these draws are completely different from the draws from last season? Um, I think, I guess last season, we had no journey or guidance really like laid out or path. This year, we have like a path, which is makes it more promising. Yeah. And one thing kind of playing into the season so far, you've been not extra, but Maybe you've just noticed it more, more physical, and it's gotten a few yellow cards here and there. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that kind of sparked that physicality in your game? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, sparked physicality. I think, like, with our new system, I have to be physical, and our back line has to be physical, and they've just kind of made that a non-negotiable, so... Yeah, we all kind of have to like get into that and do that. I think it's kind of like all over the field too. Like we're kind of like an aggressive physical team overall. I think it looks beautiful too, just to watch. Completely biased, (laughs) but it does look so fun. So Joe loves it. She loves it whenever somebody can just get dropped. It's It's so entertaining. Um, On that note, I mean, you you talked about like the physicality and how you kind of have to be that in this system. You played a number of different systems throughout the years of Spirit. Do you feel like this system really is kind of designed to get the best out of all your best attributes as a center back? Um, I don't really know because I don't think we've really played to our best in this system yet. I do think where we where we are wanting to go, I do think it'll be it'll be to everyone's strength. I think that's why we're playing this, not a traditional four three three. But I think that's still yet to be seen just because we haven't like fully hit our potential. We haven't hit our stride completely yet, but I do think we're getting there and we're building to that. And I think that's what people are seeing and what is like making our team so exciting this year for people to watch. 
So if this is not where you were going with this, let me know. But I'm kind of reading between the lines a little bit and kind of thinking about the previous, you know, few seasons with the Spirit. And one of the things that we've loved is your distribution from the defensive areas. Just the passing angle, whether it's a short pass or a long pass in the air or on the ground, we've noticed that you just excellent left-footed as well, which is very, very different and a, and a big positive on most teams. But we haven't quite seen that yet. So is that part of the process you're speaking of when you say you – haven't really hit the stride yet? Um, yes and no. I just think like we haven't, we want to be a possession based team that like, like I said, is very like attacking minded and we haven't necessarily gotten like the possession side of it down. Um, but we have gotten the like mentality down. And I think that sometimes is the hardest thing to do. So I, I think it's really good that we've like really been focusing on that. And hopefully like, like you've said, I, my favorite part of the game is passing, breaking teams down. And I think we're building to that. And so I'm excited for that very much so. Um, and I think everyone else, there's a lot of other people on the team that are really good at distributing, passing, all of that. And so I think it'll start to show everyone's strengths more once we get more comfortable in this new style and system and all of that. I love that. And I, I'm super excited and want to see more of those Sam stop 40, 45 yard <laughs> balls, you know, assists. Those make me very happy. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. um, wanted to talk, speaking of assists, this is a great transition. Look at me, professional <laughs> podcast host. Um, I want to go back to your time in college at Clemson because I believe I looked it up and I don't know the last time they updated the PDF, but it looks like you are still fourth all time in assists. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you have 33. <laughs> That's fourth all time. Were you So were you still playing as a defender or were you in the midfield? I was a center back. I was a left center back. So I started my first college game. I was a six for like, I think all of like 20 minutes. And then I played center back and I was center back ever since. So 33 assists from the center back position. Mm -hmm. I took just about every single free kick though. So <laughs> like I was all over the field. <laughs> All right, that that helps a little bit. But that's still yeah. damn impressive. Like thirty three assists, still fourth all time as a center back. That's that's yeah, kind of wild. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that uh -huh. is a cool stat. Thank you. <laughs> so, all right. So you were. I I have draft questions. This was. I know it was. It was a bit. It was twenty nineteen draft. You were selected fourth overall by the Spirit. Been with the Spirit ever since. Um, a couple questions from San Diego originally. Yes. First of all, apparently, I guess by now you've settled, but like. Do you still miss home? Um, yes and no. I I went to school at Clemson, so I was far from home uh, for those four years. And then obviously got drafted to D.C. straight out of school. So I was used to not being close to home. Um, my A lot of my family is on the East Coast as well. So I do see a lot of family um, a lot of the time. So I, I miss home for the weather for my immediate family, my extended family that's there. And a lot of my friends are still there. But I, my support system is so amazing. I have people like visiting all the time and it's really awesome. So I don't really have a chance to miss home too much because I still stay in touch and see people like all, pretty much all the time. So when the highs are in the 40s in like April, you don't miss San Diego at all is what you're saying. Oh, I, I do. I miss the weather for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's kind of nice to have like a little change sometimes. But yes, I do definitely miss the weather. On occasion when it doesn't have this weird weather yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> um so one of my thing and i'm wondering how you feel ab about this because i think the nwsl has grown a lot since you've been part of the league i think this year by all accounts has been 
I mean, specifically at the spirit, but then at the league level overall, it's just been, the growth has been accelerated. And I'm wondering how we view things like the draft. I'm a big, like, get rid of the draft person, but like, how is your draft experience? And what do you kind of think of the draft, like overall as a concept? Um, I, I thought it was a really cool experience. It made me feel special. <laughs> um, but I know there's a lot of people like on both sides of it. Um, I don't really know too much about like the benefits or the pros or the cons about like having it or not having it. I went through it. I enjoyed it. It's worked out for me. It hasn't worked out for a lot of people, but like my experience, it's worked out. Um, so that's all I can really speak on. I, I enjoyed it, but I know a lot of people don't. Um, and I don't really have like too much to say about it. Cause I just don't, I don't know anything other than like my own experience really. Yeah. And, and I suppose it probably helped maybe a little bit that there wasn't a team in San Diego when you were being drafted. Yeah. I'm, I mean, people ask me that all the time if I like want to go to San Diego, but like, honestly, like I've established myself in DC and I really, I actually really love the city. I really love DC. Um, and it's kind of nice having like a life separate from like all of my family in San Diego. And like I said, they all come and visit and stuff like that. And I have a lot of family on the East coast. So I do really love DC and I, loved having the opportunity to come and be here straight out of the draft. All right. So final journey question. And I always find this a little fascinating to talk about because the, the NWSL to Australia pipeline was deep and you were one of those players that went and played in Australia for a little while. Um, that experience I've heard is just kind of like a little wild, very different in terms of obviously time zone and everything, but I've heard stories of like magpie swooping zones of wild wildlife, just like hanging out in the houses, like massive spiders, things like that. Like Australia sounds wild from my perspective, from your perspective, how, I guess what was like your best experience. And then you're like, Oh my God, this is a weird country kind of experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, so I went to Australia right after my rookie year. Um, We had a lot of Australians on our team and they were like, come play in this league. It's really fun. So um, I went and I played with the Western Sydney Wanderers and I like I had the best time. It was so much fun. Um, All the people are amazing. It kind of reminded me of home a little bit like the weather because you go there in our winter. So it's their summer. So it's like beach all the time. Go to training. All of that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I had like any bad experiences. Um, I was just there during like the really crazy fires and then there was flooding So that was like a little bit scary. And then I was also there right at the start of COVID. So that was like really interesting. I kind of just had to like get out of there, which was kind of sad because we didn't really have like an end of year, like see you guys. Like it was really fun playing with all of you. It was just like, I need to go or else I'm going to get stuck here. Um, So like those were things that I can't really control. Um, But otherwise I had like the best time in Australia. It was so much fun. There's my the year that I went was like the last year I think a lot of NWSL girls went and so there's two teams in Sydney and so there's a lot of NWSL girls there and we would hang out regularly which was a really cool thing um but yeah the weather the fires the floods and COVID were kind of like a weird like damper on the end of a really cool experience but yeah it's no giant spiders well I definitely saw my fair share of like giant (laughs) spiders and stuff but I lived in like a high rise um on like the 14th floor I think I was so like there wasn't too many animals up there I think that's good advice if anybody's going to Australia yes (laughs) (laughs) yes because like some of my Australian friends like their houses there was like snakes randomly in the backyard and like massive spiders 
And it's like so normal for them. I'm like, this is weird. This is not normal. <laughs> like, please get those animals away from me. Do you feel, and not to bring bias into this again, but do you feel overlooked in terms of the national team? Um, I think... I think I've done well at the start of this year. I think up until this year, I was a little bit inconsistent and like some of the like principles and like non-negotiables and defending. I think I've always been really good at passing, distributing, connecting, like kind of being an attacking defender, a passing defender. But I think defensively, I've always been a little bit inconsistent up until this year. I think I've kind of like honed in on it more. So I wouldn't necessarily say like overlooked, um, I don't think I've given myself the best chance of even being looked at, but I've, I think I've done a better job this year. I do want to say that when most people answer questions about like hypotheticals, they don't seem as self-aware, but your own analysis of yourself, like I'm trying to be biased towards you and you made it, <laughs> you made it in the opposite direction. Like I'm rooting for you. We, we have a whole idea. Thank for you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I do really appreciate that. And like a, a lot of people have said that to me, I do really appreciate that. But like, there is a reason obviously why I haven't gotten called up. And like you, I, I have to be aware of that. And um, that's the only way I'm going to get better is if I am aware of like those things. Logical and not personal. Yeah. Which, okay. Maybe I can put my bias aside. I get that. Okay. <laughs> Well, I hope it's logical and not personal. That would be <laughs> like I'm a nice person. <laughs> so have you had any conversations about like with anybody who's like connected to the national team about like things they want to see you do? Or is it just like, I'm going to keep performing and get better and we'll see what happens? Uh, yeah, it's more so that. And like, I just want to be really good for the spirit. Um, winning an NWSL championship was so fun and so rewarding. And then to go from that high to the low of last year was like actually horrible it was like one of the worst experiences. And so I just want to do really well for the spirit because I don't want that to ever happen again because that sucked. So, man, this is, we were very, like Joe said, we were very ready to start the stop, Sam Stodd we with the U.S. So Women's National Team campaign. So I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put the banners in the closet. You know, we'll, we'll do what we got to do. But I think we're still like looking at performances overall. I know last year wasn't great, but it feels like there haven't been that many consistent defenders over the years. And I feel like you've been one of them. It's really tough to defend a lot of the attacking players in this league. The league is yeah. so attack-minded, and there's so many great attackers. It is very hard to defend, but yeah. All right. All right. Pick it, pick it, <laughs> pick it, what is it, pitchforks, all that stuff. We'll put them away. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Temporary um, setback. <laughs> all right. All right. Now we're going to have a fun round of questions. These are going to be very random. Um, okay. So, but but we're not going to start off too random because I saw we saw on – over the uh, off season, in between uh, seasons, you look look like you went on a European tour of some sort. We yes. saw stops in Paris, London, Barcelona. Were there any other stops along the way? Um, so in the summer, I went to Paris, London, and Barcelona with my brother. We went hmm. and watched like the Euros and then the Women's hmm. Euros, and then we kind of like extended the trip a little bit. And then in the off season, I went to London, Brussels, Bruges, and Amsterdam with my mom and two of her friends. That was fun. <laughs> that is awesome. Is that like, was that something that just kind of like popped up or is it something like you planned for years and said, I want to do this one day? Um, both of them. We planned like maybe a month or so in advance, but not like planning for years. Um, the trip in the off season was pretty funny. It was supposed to initially be just me and my mom and we were going to do Spain and North Africa. And then 
she was like, oh, no, I want to go to Iceland. So she changed it to Iceland. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And then I was like, well, why don't we try and go to a Premier League game in London? Because I really like London. And she was like, oh, that would be cool. Let's do Iceland and London. I'm like, okay, yeah, sounds good. And then my godmother hopped on. My mom and my godmother were like speaking about it. And she's like, oh, I want to come. And she's like, but I don't want to go to Iceland. So then it shifted. And we're like, <laughs> okay, we're just going to like Europe. We're not going to Iceland anymore. We're going to London. Where else can we go from there? So then it just like kept stemming. And then two of my mom's friends came, my godmother, me. So it was like me and the moms basically, but it was so fun. (laughs) Did you get to go to a Premier League game? Yes, we went to West Ham Crystal Palace and that was really, really fun. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it was really fun. So I've been I've been to Europe a couple times and my favorite trips are when because I'm just completely random and ridiculous I just kind of like to I don't like to have a packed itinerary I just kind of like will wander around and fig, like I go wherever I end yeah. up uh, but some people really like a like a, they have an itinerary like you get up and it's like you have to be at this place by this place by this time by this time uh, which one are you um I am extremely organized my I live and die by my planner but when I'm traveling you know how you like have like this like travel persona that you just are kind of like oh this is my new life like I I am now a citizen of like London or whatever but like so I'm kind of like a mix of the two when my brother and I were traveling my brother lived abroad for a little bit and so I kind of let him take the reins on it Um, But when I was with my mom and her friends, I like wanted to do the things I wanted to do and what they wanted to do. So it was kind of like, we have these things planned, but we don't have to be here at like specific times. We kind of wanted to like go with the flow, but also hit like a few specific things. So in my day to day life, I'm like extremely organized, like this has to be this, this and that. But like when traveling, it's more like mixed, like I'm not as regimented. The, the, I, I've lived here all my life. What do you mean? Kind yeah, of tra- yeah. That's me. Like, I am now a local. <laughs> that's absolutely me. It's how I roll. It is, I don't meanwhile, know how much I like, trick the locals, but you know, it's what I do. Yeah. It makes me happy. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, I'm like an American in Paris, like saying hello <laughs> instead of bonjour. I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, you're not a local. Like, stop. <laughs> uh, last travel question for me is, is there a place that you like really, 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 really want to visit that you haven't been to? Um, there's like so many, I have so many trips like planned out. I would say like the, I really want to do, um, like the Spain and North Africa trip. I was kind of sad when my mom changed that one, (laughs) but yeah, I like want to do, I want to travel like everywhere. I love traveling like and experiencing new things. Um, Spain is definitely like high on my list to go back and kind of do more thoroughly as well. Okay, this is a little bit different of a one, but we sometimes see you we often after the game as like a post-game celebration uh, doing backflips on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I taught myself how to do it when I was younger. And um, yeah, it's just like always kind of stuck with me. I We had a swimming, we have a swimming pool at my like family home. And so... I taught myself how to do it off the diving board and then we had a trampoline. I taught myself how to do it on the trampoline. And then my dad is a little instigator and was like, try and teach yourself how to do it on the ground. And so <laughs> after a few like failed attempts and him laughing at me, I taught myself when I was younger. So I've still been able to do it. So we have instigating to think for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. My dad's instigating for sure. Have you thought about incorporating them into your play at all? Backflips. 
I don't know um, how. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I feel like it would turn out very poorly and I'd probably get like a red card or something. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise defending. Like they won't, yeah. they won't be looking yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it yeah, definitely confuse so. everyone. Mm-hmm. Not sure in a good mm-hmm. way, but nonetheless. Yeah. It's distraction allowed. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was on Instagram this morning and I saw a picture of you and I think it was Maddie Elwell. Uh, sitting on, it looked like an airport floor, eating some chicken nuggets with various sauces. Um, and I was wondering what, what went on there? Um, after the game in Chicago, we really wanted chicken tenders. There wasn't a lot in the, um, terminal and basically like everyone on the team was going to this like chicken place. And so we got them and we got a various amount of sauces and we were just we wanted all the sauces laid out and we felt that was the best way to go about it. And do you have a ranking for best chicken tender sauce? And I'm apologizing for calling them nuggets. Oh no, it's okay. I know they're different. Um, <laughs> I like, I like love ranch. I'm like a ranch connoisseur and like very picky about it. The ranch that they had was very good. Um, I understand I think, that. Yeah. All we had was like ranch buffalo sauce and like spicy aioli. And those were like really good. Um, definitely just like not blue cheese or ketchup. I don't like ketchup or blue cheese. And I know the ketchup one's a hot take, but like, I'm, I'm going to live and die by that. It's a good <laughs> hill to die on, especially the blue cheese. I'm yeah. immediately seconding that. Yeah, no, no this blue is cheese. like slightly unrelated, but do you put ranch on your pizza? Um, yeah, it's, I, most of the time it's like, I'm dipping, like if I eat the crust, I'm like dipping the crust in ranch. Um, but again, like it has to be like good ranch. <laughs> I understand I was afraid that. Yeah. You were gonna say like a really scary no, and I was like, okay, well, now I have another thing no, to defend myself not. from. <laughs> um, this kind of makes me want to ask, like, maybe maybe we should like hold off for a sponsorship opportunity for you, but like, <laughs> is there like a do you have like a top three, top five ranch sauces? <laughs> um, my brother and I have like this ranking kind of going. Well, we'll like after we have like ranch together, it'll be like okay, like a one to five. Um. I like I, I don't really like Hidden Valley like it's kind of just like sub subpar um, but like certain restaurants are really good like um, Wingstop is good ranch I feel like I'm exposing myself that I like eat really bad <laughs> foods all the time I don't <laughs> but um, yeah we have like a ranking system going but it's like a lot of restaurants in San Diego like from when we were growing up and stuff okay okay yeah. kind of do you want to recommend a restaurant that's around here it's in okay, Long County it. but like it's close Burger Shack has great ranch. Okay. I'll like have to try it. Light, but it's not I think they make it themselves. Ooh, like okay. I've seen them in the kitchen. Burger Shack. I'm just I'll like watching people make it, but that's always a marker for me. As if it's, if a place makes their own ranch, it's usually good. They do mm-hmm. make everything else, so I wouldn't get past <laughs> them that they make it. Okay. I'll have to try that Burger Shack. Hopefully we have some connects with Wingstop or Burger Shack. And if Sam Staub decides that whoever's ranch is better, needs to come in with sponsorship. All right. That's what we want to see. And we have to get, we have to get you back on just to do the ranking. So (laughs) yeah, we can just (laughs) eat different ranches on here. That would be pretty fun. I think we could get them to do an ad where you do a backflip that ends (laughs) with you dipping something into ranch. I think we can do this. I would be so into that. I would be so into that. (laughs) Okay. Getting to the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> Your go-to pregame music, if there is isn't like a locker room DJ, assuming Dorian Bailey isn't doing it. Um, I just kind of like listen to 
whatever and just do stupid things to that music <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just kind of like roaming around being loud and yeah energetic but I don't have like anything specific yeah okay and here we are the final question full disclaimer I have asked everyone this okay your answer does hold a lot of weight okay candy corn yes or no uh no like (laughs) such a huge no like I 10 steps backwards I'm so sorry but like candy horn is just not it for me (laughs) I I do deeply apologize I'm so sorry but uh yeah it's just not it for me I'm just gonna pretend this answer didn't happen and we're gonna ride off the high from the ranch okay so that's what's gonna happen here wait we're not going to pretend the answer didn't happen. Oh, but we are. That's no. <laughs> because you have, we have a, one good answer. And now the ranking is like, what? It's like six and one or one and six. Yeah, I was going to say. So we should let you know that only one person that we've interviewed has actually been yes on the Nick Candy Corn question. Do you know oh, who it okay. is? Um, I'm assuming it's Andy because they did the pre thing saying like, oh, it's not. No, not Andy. It was Tori Huster. Oh, Tori likes candy corn? Yeah. Because her hair's orange, too. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even think of that. (laughs) Yeah, candy corn is a big no, and I'm really sorry about that. I would say, don't apologize. Live your truth. (laughs) (laughs) I am. (laughs) This won't hinder in any way the campaign. Okay, I do really appreciate that. Thank you. The campaign is so hard. It's it's fine. It's fine. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like we we've we've had to tuck away the campaign, so we do need to figure out how we're gonna get word. Like maybe we'll have to have you back on. You know, after a few. You know, best best eleven. By the way, okay. congratulations. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So right back. How do you feel about that? You know, whatever the team <laughs> needs me given the day, I'll do it. <laughs> I feel like at least left back. I mean, Emily Fox was left back, but Vlacko's had yeah. her on the right. I feel like it's all good. It it's all good. Whatever the team needs on a given day, I'll do it. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah. All right. So we're we're gonna have to have you back for real because we feel like we we do need permission to start the campaign. We won't do it without <laughs> your permission, but we feel like this year is gonna be a big year for you and the spirit, and we want to make sure that we make a bunch of noise to make sure that this we get this started. And so Absolutely. we're ready. I've got an and idea for our first campaign. It's just, it's a stepping stone of Sam Staub, top defender in the NWSL. There we go. If, you know, if that's okay. <laughs> that's, that's the position we'll start with. Yeah, I think, I think we'll just have to, I'll just have to be a little bit more consistent throughout the year and then we can get it going. <laughs> but the defending is like a full team thing. Like, I feel like our whole team has been defending really well. It's just... They just happen to be shooting at me sometimes, and I'll go for a few blocks. (laughs) (laughs) Got to put your body in the way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to have you back. We'll have to make sure that we get your permission before we start the campaign. But we do feel like 2023 is where it's going to begin. It's just a matter of when it happens in 2023. That's how we're manifesting it. Yes, we're all manifesting here. I appreciate that. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Sam, this was awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you for honesty and your answers and your openness and also for joining the We Hate Candy Corn crew. Um, Yeah, I appreciate you. (laughs) Of course. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Remember to like, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.
You can follow us on Twitter at Hey Spirits. And as always, go Spirits.